live A-C-U. from the ACU of Texas Studios. This is the Clear Lake Today Podcast Network. Hey everyone, welcome to the Shoebox Toolbox Podcast, the show that has nothing to do with shoes or boxes, everything to do with tools and ideas to help you get through your next DIY project. I'm Brenda Huerta, your fellow neighbor and self-proclaimed do-it-yourself queen. (laughs) Thank you for tuning in. Now, if you're joining me today, that means that you've survived last week's episode, so congratulations, you passed the loyalty test. But in all seriousness, thank you guys for listening as I am trying to find my groove and do my thing here with this podcast and doing baby steps. Now, as a reward for you and myself, We've all leveled up into a world of more information, more tools, and tips that I will share with you. This is all stuff that helps me get all my shit done and leaves no room for excuses because who likes those, right? Not me. Now, if you didn't get a chance to listen to last week's episode, I invite you to do so before you dive into this episode, especially if you want to start off with a small home project. Last week, I, I shared uh, like a simple budget-friendly beginner's toolbox. So I kind of went over some essentials, some must-haves that are helpful to keep around the home. Today, I'd like to go over a few more advanced tools that may require a bit more skill and knowledge. Um, those tools that you'll find yourself using as your projects become more challenging, more demanding. Um, We'll start off with the amazing power drill. Now, why is it so amazing, you ask? They're very versatile. That's one of my favorite tools that I use almost more than three, four times a week. A drill is a handheld electrical motor that's conveniently shaped like a gun (laughs) that rotates different drill bit attachments. Now, the most commonly used bits, I would say, are screwdriver bits, perfect for small or first-time projects that help fasten screws on different surfaces around the home. Um, Now, if you did listen into last episode, you know we spoke about uh, your different screwdrivers. Uh, Remember, you have your Phillips bit that you can use and the flathead bit to work with. You can also attach a hole saw bit, which is like a circular saw um, that helps with making different size holes in either wood, metal, or plastic. And if you decide to work with a spade bit, you can scoop material out of the surface you're working on as you're boring a hole with your drill. Now drills can also help cut the time of most of your projects by a significant amount as they are powered by an electric motor versus the power of your hand. Now you have a corded variety that plugs directly into your power source. For most of our projects and for um, I would say almost everything that I've done, my power source would be just a power outlet in the wall of my house, but some projects you might be working with generators. but it does allow for steady power flow and a higher torque without worrying about running out of battery power. I will go over all details on what torque is and voltage in another episode, 
Um, but now that it does have more, I guess, more consistency with power than you do with a cordless drill. Now you prefer um, a cordless drill, which I do. I, you know, I happen to have both. Uh, they're more com a convenient alternative when you do not want to be limited in your work area by the length of the power cord. And so far, truly, that's the only difference or the only uh, pro that I see with the cordless is just not being attached to your power source. Uh, now let's talk a little bit about our next tool, a stud finder. And now you may wonder, well, what the hell is a stud? And why do I need to find them? And we are not talking about cute guys or anything like that. The studs that I'm talking about are framing studs, which are the vertical supports in the walls of your home. They are mostly used to attach or hang drywall. Um, when you think about the anatomy of a home, um, a lot of times if you drive around um, new neighborhoods, you'll see the frames of a home. They look like little toothpicks. And that would be, you're thinking of like the skeletal system of a house. Homes are typically built with wooden frames and a stud finder helps you locate the studs without having to tear down your walls. Most stud finders out there on the market are magnetic or the most um, used by, for small projects would be magnetic. And they actually work not by finding the vertical stud itself, but they rely on a magnet to find the nails and the wiring that are attached to the studs in your wall. For the longest time, I actually relied on simply my sense of hearing and knocking on the walls to help me find the studs in my home. And sometimes I got lucky, but other times they didn't work so well. So no, but knowing where these vertical strong points in your walls are can make installing heavyweight bearing items a lot safer. As drywall is very brittle and can only handle about maybe 10 to 15 pounds from one point. Now, if you think about mounting, let's say, a brand new, beautiful, smart 75-inch 8K TV the Saturday before Super Bowl, would you want to rely on the drywall alone to support the weight of that thing? I, I don't think that would be a risk worth taking, even with anchors. And again, we'll go over a lot more technical information in a different episode. If you're not familiar with anchors, we'll go through them in a, in a future project episode. Now, next up on my list is a circular saw. You need to keep in mind, circular saws can be a little intimidating. You need to keep in mind safety, but once you familiarize yourself with the tool and how it works, you'll be more comfortable using it for making your necessary cuts for your projects. Circular saws are great for making continuous cuts, um, most commonly used on lumber. Um, I know that so far all I've used it for, you have um, different kinds of cuts that you can do. You can do what's called a cross cut, which is cutting against the grain. And those kinds of cuts are typically done to trim a piece that you already have prepared. You also have your rip cut, which is a cut that will go with the grain. And those are generally 
longer cuts. Now to have, if you're wanting to save even more time on your project, considering the teeth per inch or TPI on your blade will be very helpful in reducing your sanding time. Uh, the higher the TPI number, you the, the better or smoother the cut you will have. So it is definitely something to keep in mind um, if you want to, it helps reduce the time to, to keep cutting and sanding. Blades are interchangeable um, and specialty blades are available for cutting different materials. I personally have only used it for cutting lumber but there are blades available for cutting cement board, ceramic tile, metal, plastic, and I'm sure there's... So just know that there is a variety of available blades out there to use on different materials. And those are the three tools that I like to use that are more advanced. We kept it short and sweet today. Thank you guys for listening. And now next week, um, we'll go over some more technical technicalities on some of these tools, some of my favorite tools. And I'd also like to talk about protective gear and the importance of safety when working with any kind of tools, powered or not, and working on your projects in your home. Um, thanks again for listening. I hope to have my website up. It's still under construction, um, but hopefully it'll be up by April 1st. So again, if you have ideas or questions you'd like to submit, things um, for us to discuss over the podcast, um, I'll have something set up there for you to send me a message. And hopefully that'll come sooner rather than later. The time will go by fast. Um, and also, I hope to have everything set up there where you can read how I'm doing my progress at home, where I can give you the, some resources on what I use for my projects. And I'll talk to you guys soon. We'll talk next time. Thanks again. Bye.